Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mollies, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. <laughs> don't let them pick guitars and drive them old trucks. Let them be doctors and lawyers and such, which doesn't mean they're better, just means they're different. Mollies, <laughs> don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Because they'll never stay home and they're always alone, even with someone they love, which makes me want a cowboy even more. <laughs> always alone. <laughs> Welcome to page seven. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. My name is Molly Neffel, and now I've got a lot of thinking to do about whether I want my babies to be cowboys or not. Well, we're going to talk about it today. And my name's Holt McNeely. I'm sorry I'm squished against the wall because of Molly's pregnant <laughs> belly. Is, it's the size of the room. Oh, my God, it's the size of the room. I've never yeah, that's good. Like belly shame the pregnant <laughs> one. That's a really, that's really good Honestly, I find it validating because I also feel as if I am ex- exploding out of every, con- I can't be contained. And so uh, it's very, it is, it, it is an affirming experience for me. Well, I hope it was also affirming to see several ladies try to break the ice on uh, Tinder with the uh, oh, women are uh, pregnant women have forty percent more blood in their bodies mm-hmm. than the and it worked. Human. And it worked. it's worked. At least one at date. At least one got a date from it. At least one. And then usually he's kind of like it's kind of funny. The guy's like, ha ha. I do like trivia. <laughs> that was like one of the response. You know what I mean? They're still because that's how horny a guy is. Oh, guy, because guys what are you say so. To it? It's perfect because there's nothing to say. It's just a viscerally horrifying yeah. fact. <laughs> but guys are just so desperate to get laid that they'll work. They're gonna maneuver. They're gonna work with you. But also, I don't think so. I think they are so desperate. Like especially, they are so desperate for another person to open up a conversation on Tinder True. or on one of those apps that True. isn't just like, "What's up? Sup? You look good." Yeah. Like it's, if you come in with a fact yeah. or a joke, Anything. you will. I feel like that really ups your ante. At least I was insane on all the apps, and the kind of things I would open with were pretty ridiculous. Why not? I mean, when you are just so used to getting these messages, you know, and it's just like it, it gets old fast. It loses its novelty quick. You know, so on stream, we've been doing like uh, Tinder profile makeovers. And it is what my big note to give everybody out there if they're, you know, look at your profile. If it's vague, don't talk, don't just say I like to go hiking. Don't just say mm-hmm. I like to travel. Don't just say I like music. What music do you like? Yes. Where have you hiked? Yes. Where have you traveled? 
Good what advice. Is, my favorite hike was this. My favorite place I've ever been was this. You know what I mean? And they'll glean the fact that you travel. Yes. You know what I mean? Good, uh, very good advice. Tell the story. Don't, don't, you know, and that was true from sketch writing days. It was, it's, it's details. The devil's in the, de- if you, the more specific you can make it, the more funny the joke will be. And the more specific you can make your profile, the more interesting your profile will be. Cause you got to know everybody's like biking, hiking, <laughs> traveling. Yeah, fucking everybody likes to do that shit. You know what I mean? No, I remember in in big capital letters, I had I love hot dogs. And, like, <laughs> yeah, and that was man, you have many conversations, but then it gives you a lead in because how many people would be like, "Yo, I love hot dogs too," and like we're kindred spirits. Right. I'll have sex with you on the first date was essentially what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unravels and unravels and unravels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can message and be like, "What's your favorite hot dog yeah. topping?" Or you got to give yes. them an opening. And uh, the funniest was uh, one guy had like aerospace engineer, and I was like trying to give him like feedback, and I was like, "Wait, what exactly is that?" And I was like, "Wait, are you a fucking rocket scientist? <laughs> and you're not leading with I'm a rocket? I'm scientist. a fucking <laughs> rocket scientist. That's all you need. A rocket scientist. You're making it like as vague as possible, like aerospace engineer weird thing that like." Maybe you'll connect the dots. And then, like, his alt photos was, like, literally him standing in front of a fucking rocket. I'm like, dude, that's what you lead with. You that's standing awesome. in front of a rocket saying, I'm a fucking rocket scientist. I'm a rocket scientist. Yeah, anything else. Just- that, um, I just, I, I feel like a, my lead-in would be, like, in space, do they also hear you scream when you orgasm? That's what my intro line would be, which I think is pretty great. Well, see, I was going to say the only flaw with the fun fact, uh, would undeniably fun fact about pregnancy blood, uh, is that... Um, <laughs> More pregnant facts! <laughs> the only thing that is that makes it perhaps a, a, a tough thing to go right in with is that if you're if it's a heterosexual interaction... To, to to right away be talking about pregnancy is just like it's just like hot dogs. There's a, there it's kind of hot dogs, you know. It leaves a bit of a, of a dick opening. I feel like pregnancy. Yeah. I, can, I can imagine being like, why wait? Why are we talking about pregnancy? This is what you do. This is the new challenge. You go. You say the fact, and then you wait five minutes, and then just write, "I want more blood in all caps." <laughs> Don't follow it. It's not a good idea. That is horrifying. Can you imagine receiving that message and be like, I don't know if I'm the one for you, man. I don't know. You want to help me be the one? You want to be the one to give me 1.5 times more blood than a regular person? I guess so. I think. If this goes well. You know. We are talking now. about babies a little bit extra today because it is Molly's last week before she goes on maternity leave because she's about to squirt out another child, and I'm so excited. It is so strange to just, like, have it on the calendar. Like, I'm like, that's when my baby's going to be born. Because it's a scheduled C-section, so I just got it on the calendar. I saw my doctor today, and I usually have been seeing him weekly, and so uh, I was like, all right, so what well, I, I, I see. I'll see you next week, and he's like, "Yes, in the operating room." I'm like, "All right, I'll see you then." Oh, it's very strange. It's very, it's very weird. And now I'm just like, I guess I'll, you know, do my fucking laundry and, you know, get all ready for wipe, it. Wipe get down the cars, you know, just daily <laughs> bullshit. Trying to trying to make the time go by and remind my try to make myself forget that I have. You know, a human person living inside me. Now, would you be okay if one of your children decided to be a cow person? Well, when you were singing this that particular beloved song, it reminded me of one of my favorite songs, which is the Magnetics Field song, Papa Was a Rodeo, about mm. falling in love oh. with 
a cowboy or at least a yes. cowboy type person. And and it's two different perspectives because Papa was a rodeo is about loving a cowboy and having them never being able to settle down. But then if you find yourself, you're both kind of in the same spot. You're both a rodeo. You both had Papas who were rodeos. But having a child who runs off like a cowboy is a different kind of lament. Mm-hmm. And then the third and final lament, where have all the cowboys gone? <laughs> gone! Where have they all gone? That's, that is the full loss. <laughs> that is that is the, the ultimate realization of cowboy <laughs> loss. Well, and, and now I feel like we need a new song. My How All the Cowboys Have Returned. Bro, and they're all they black returned. now. <laughs> now all, all the, the cowboys, cowboys are back. <laughs> all the cowboys are black. Are black and queer. Yeah, which is amazing. And That's where they went. They went to like grow into their true form, and now they have returned to us. Yeah. I, you know, I think that it, there's nothing that isn't extremely positive about the cowboy renaissance that we're in right well, now. Well, it's because that's what, that's what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about the Yeehaw Agenda, which I didn't realize it had a name. I went down quite a worm time mm-hmm. uh, this week on my whole a Yeehaw worm? Agenda. A worm time? <laughs> Worm time, baby. <laughs> I go into my worm, my worm times on the internet. That's that's Jackie's phrase for like a YouTube hole, but it's like a multimedia hole. That's when Jackie yes. just puts the laptop on the floor and literally just squirms around the room <laughs> while looking at various yummy, articles. Yummy, <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Especially while staring at all of these beautiful black cowboys and cowgirls. And I, I was, I lost at least an hour to staring at just pictures. And um, I learned a lot. I think that I need to up my fashion game. There's a lot of things that I learned about Yeehaw Agenda. So overall, this is something that essentially the internet deemed it the Yeehaw Agenda because of Twitter. And it is about the resurgence of the black cowboy. So we're talking about, we know that here at page seven, and I think worldwide people love Lil Nas X, who is bringing back essentially like just the, the focus to everybody. But then there's... But this has been happening for a long time, and we just weren't aware. I wasn't aware of it because I love cowboys and I love cowgirls. And I guess I just always would see it randomly. I'm like, oh, that looks sexy. I'm into that. But if you think about it, we got Cardi B. We got Solange and Beyonce. We got Janelle Monet. We got all these people. And, and then Megan the Stallion, who now I am truly obsessed with, bringing back the idea of the black cowboy. And as we've discussed a little bit with uh, Lil Nas X, there's this fascinating history there where, like, you know, the country playlists were, like, like going back through the 20th century were, like, literally segregated, officially segregated with no black artists allowed and black country artists were... Uh, you know, kind of filtered off to a different to different record labels, and the record labels were segregated. And so there is like a reason why uh, black cowboys haven't been part of the mainstream, and now they're just back, and they've never they've never not been there, like you said. But now there's this moment, and it's hot as the day is long. I, I feel like one thing that now, I'm, we're scrolling through the the uh, yeehaw. What's it called again? The Yeehaw Agenda Agenda. Uh, Instagram account, which is phenomenal, and everyone should check it out. And one thing I would like to note that I'm noticing just looking at all of this together, it's actually really – it's like cowboy and glam. 
Yeah. It's very glammy. There's yeah. a lot of yes. like, it's very it's very shiny. It's very like bright and mm-hmm. you know it gives me like Bowie vibes a little bit. Well, you and know? that's part of what the Yeehaw agenda is trying to do is trying to rip apart the like the the cowboy and the spectrum of femininity versus masculinity right. where that in the days of yore and the idea of the cowboy is this you know how a cowboy should be and how a cowboy should act where it's like fuck that that you just should just be it's about playing to being you and i know it's all like we i I say live your truth a lot now. And then it went from the beginning of like making jokes about it to now I'm like, you know what? I am living my fucking truth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear what I fucking want to wear. Hashtag hot girl summer. I don't give a fuck, man. I just ordered an insane clown posse t-shirt. Good. And I felt brave about it. I, I, this is, I love that we were just talking about specificity and writing though. And that Jackie's current motto is live your truth. It's a live little bit, truth. it's a little bit live, laugh, love. A little yeah. bit. Live, laugh, it is incredibly a thousand percent i want to embroider it onto something (laughs) i i think i need it in my life because i went from saying it in jest and now i actually kind of mean it yeah i mean there's live your fucking truth live your truth and there's technically nothing wrong with the advice to live laugh and love sure of course i mean you know it's just the wood blocks that you put in your home how about how about that how about a fourth addendum to that how about learn Learn, live, laugh, and love. Where does it come? It comes learn, in the beginning. Learn, live, laugh, love. Or at the end. I don't know. Oh, is there an order? Is I think that you learn first. Order? You live first. Live, laugh, love is you the You laugh order. probably second because the first thing someone does to you as a baby is make you laugh. And because they oh. laugh, right? Because you're going, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then, um, uh, and then you're going to love. You learn how to love. I mean. But that's what and I, then you'll learn. And then you learn afterwards. Yeah, and then yeah. you, you learn. Learn's you learn the last one. Because after loving, you get your heart broken. You learn. Yeah, but for all the people who have these decorations in their house that say live, laugh, love, now what are they going to got to get a a second? Get that L-Y-T embroidery, (laughs) all right? Just get it. Get it up. Live your truth. Well, what if your truth truth. isn't fucking laughter? You know what I mean? What if you're, you're a sad Sally? And a sad Sally should be able to be a sad Sally as well. That because is that's true. your truth. If that's what you think is your truth, then the truth. <laughs> yes, but sadness, we all know that sadness and laughter are very, very intertwined with one another. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. I remember the drama masks. I know these things. <laughs> I feel like we're getting into a bit of a worm time when it comes to this discussion about living, about the uh, state of living, laughing, loving, loving, and loving, and learning and living your truth. It's true. We started with black queer cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful black queer cowboys. Is this is this a thing? Is this a thing? I was going to bring this up. It also gives me kind of like role play e Paris is burning vibes. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like when the when the guys would come out and be like the businessman or that and you know, it's like just getting to like also live your truth but you're also getting to like try on a different skin drag and, like, vibes yeah, yeah a little bit of a drag like a little bit of like um like i want to be a cowboy today so i'm gonna put it all on and then that's what i will be well i think that like what what jackie was saying before too about the kind of per- different performance of gender i feel like that's totally at play right like like oh i, I, I this is the, the cowboy aesthetic is a way for me to ex- to experiment now like this cool cowboy shit is like am I gonna be cowboy femme or am I gonna yeah. be cowboy mask yeah you know? well and that's the whole fun part of it is that like this goes back to the like the age where it's ridiculous that we thought think that like black cowboys aren't a thing they're just cowboys because it makes sense you think of the civil war where like the landowners go off to 
fucking kill each other off. And who was there to tend to the land? You know, it's like it was the black cowboys that held it all down, that learned and trained and rode horses. But for years, especially in the 18, you know, beginning in the 1800s, black cowboys were excluded from rodeos uh-huh. in the same way that like it is such a like a definitive line where like, why not poke fun at, you know, gender norms mm-hmm. when it comes to like making it an even ground for everybody. Also, shout outs. It gave me, I, I just started that thinking. that sense? It, I started thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I okay. started thinking about Blazing Saddles too, uh, actually. And, and uh, the, the whole, that all hinged on the fact that this, this guy was a black cowboy and like he, nobody could like get their heads around it in the movie. You know what I mean? And, and that kind of showed how marginalized that sort of, identity was back in the day also gave me vibes of boogie nights and john cheadle's character buck who was trying to do the cowboy thing in the 70s i love don cheadle yeah he's so good and and just that whole thing and his struggle to try to be identify as a black cowboy and how like no one would take him seriously because of that well and and with little you know little nas x at this point now because he's been number one for so long although i know we can talk about how he was dethroned by billy eilish but i feel like with the thing with lil nas x that is that will always be his amazing origin story is that he was that they tried to stop him like that the, the country music playlist said, no. tried to stop him and so they, it's not did, any different right today. like like <laughs> there is a legit still demonstrable like you know a desire a, a demonstrable de- desire by the country uh billboard charts to be like no no black cowboys this is not we don't this is this does not belong here they are the most i will say too just in general like even on the white end like they are so controlling in terms of what they think is the right kind of country to be uh-huh. on the charts because you even had uh, what's his name Sturgill Simpson he like right. protested the country music awards by just playing his own gig on an acoustic guitar, like busking on the street. Cause he's like, how the fuck did I not get any recognition for my album that is like a traditional? And I love Sturgill Simpson. He's amazing. Oh my God. And, and it's this incredible album and, it, and it's like this work of art. And yet he's not, but he's not playing like this weird specific country aesthetic that they need to be at the top for some reason. Because, well, it's really goes back to, I'd have to get more into the history of Nashville, but they are just incredibly controlled. Like it's, it's such an entangled web of people who like make the, the, you know, big charts songs happen. You know what I mean? It's like Casey Musgraves where it's like Mm -hmm. pop versus country too. Yeah. Why it, like? But what about Leanne Rhymes? Isn't that both pop and country at the same time? Like, why sure. does it have to be delineated so harshly? Oh, and you're treated like a traitor if you try to step outside of their system. It's so internal, which I assume is a detriment to country because I was one yeah, of those it keeps people it in the same place. It right. keeps it boring and in this and stale. Like I am ashamed to say that I was one of those people growing up that was like, I'll listen to anything but country, but country, music. but I country. Totally, I think a lot of people were. I People that. were like that, and I know, and I understand now that it was a basic thing to no, say. No, but I secretly listened to the Dixie Chicks. Like I secretly listened yeah. to all this country music that I just loved, but like I couldn't let anyone know that I but, loved it. But also, it was like it was the same reason why I thought I hated jazz because my dad only listened to easy listening right, jazz. You right. thought you hated country because the only country that the country music, like modern day country music, people were letting you hear on yes, the radio was, like was Tim trash. McGraw. Yeah, I mean, or what? I mean, if you like. 
that stuff, go for it. But, you know, it's a I mean, specific don't, taste. I mean, don't fuck with my Faith Hill and my Shania Twain. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. I can't say anything about Blake Shelton or <laughs> Keith Urban or Tim McGraw. Molly, but- you can't say anything about anyone anymore, okay? I don't know if you've noticed what fucking year we're living in, but if you say it, like, I always, I've had to preface every semi-negative thing I've ever had to say lately with, like, I, I, I love you for who you are if you like this, but I don't like this. Well, it's because Jackie wants to have Blake Shelton's baby, so that's why I can't say <laughs> I, anything. I am, you know, it's like I've been, I've been in that relationship before. I can handle it, but wouldn't it be nice to be in the relationship with, you know, a drunk cowboy that actually has money? That's kind of fine. You, you said know? you mentioned to me off recording that you caught up on some John Travolta recently. Was Urban Cowboy one of those films? Baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I watched Urban Cowboy over the weekend, so this is also in part of the, like I, I was. Getting obsessed with Megan Thee Stallion, which ended up, this is because I had watched Urban Cowboy, and then I saw the phrase, yeehaw agenda. I was like, well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, the resurgence of the black cowboy? Yes, I'll go. And then cut to three hours later. <laughs> this is, a, this and is they, a wormhole. This is the problem, though, with worm times and worm the fact time. that I've quit smoking. <laughs> is that like I don't time. even realize there's no, I don't realize that time passes because it's not delineated by smoking breaks anymore. Yeah. So I'll just all of a sudden, well, now I've just read about this for three hours. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, I watched Urban Cowboy over the weekend. Now, Jeff and I had gone on a little vacation over the weekend, which was really nice. We wanted to get away. And I was like, let's watch Ur- Urban Cowboy because I thought, I thought... The John, it was just like John Travolta, like, I'm a cowboy, and oh, I fall in love with Deborah Winger. I thought that's what the movie was about. I mean, it kind of is, but the movie is very good, and I believe it's two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. And it is about, and like the main, like, the thesis of the movie is like, are you a real cowboy? Which is exactly, it's like, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys it's almost like that because John Travolta leaves his hometown to go to I think it's Pasadena Texas and then he's like well I'm a cowboy and he was a cowboy and then he started riding mechanical bull and we were talking about this that like he had he trained himself on the mechanical bull and had like for two months he had a mechanical bull installed in front of his house so he could train and do all the stunts himself. But in reality, it's about the bleakness of what being a real cowboy is when it comes to small town Texas in the 70s. Um, it's mostly about brutally beating your wife <laughs> and um, about treating women like trash. That was That's a turn. mostly what it's about. I wasn't expecting that turn, to be honest. That, in that <laughs> setup, I was really wrapped, and then, and then, and then we really took a plunge. Really, it's very upsetting. Yes. And we were trying, like, I was just trying to do a puzzle that had a bunch of secret tigers in it. I, I wasn't expecting to be, and then we just kept staring at the television, just being like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was just like. Oh my the god! Se- the seventies were a different time. Movies would do that. That kind of reminds me of like um, an uh, American Graffiti. It's like this, like, well, go back to the fifties. We're gonna go to the sock hop and have a fun bop. And then at the very end, it's like the post credit scene. It's like Jerry died in Nam, and Stewart went on to like commit suicide because because like, the stock market crash. You're like, jeez! Like every seventies movie, even if it was like a light. Uh, on the surface tone, it would just go there every time. <laughs> I don't know what that is. 
But you know, we watched after Urban Cowboy that has nothing to do with cowboys. I was like, I need a palate cleanser. Yeah. And for my palate cleanser, I chose Rat Race. And when was the last time <laughs> I have not seen that you guys friend. watched Rat Race? You're going to have to tell me about Rat Race. Oh, Molly. It is. If you want something to shut your fucking brain off, watch Rat Race. It is. Um, it's a quintessential early 2000s movie. Everyone from the early 2000s is in it. I think I see Mr. Bean. Yes, yep. Mr. Bean is in it. And it's, so essentially it's like John Cleese is a billionaire that has false teeth. And he's the owner of this hotel. And he's got all these other like billionaires in a hotel room. And he's like, I'm going to choose couples in this hotel. And they have to get to this certain spot. And if they get there, they win $2 million. But, like, some of the couples are, like, John Lovitz and Kathy and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, some, like, and then Cuba Gooding Jr. is, like, he becomes a bus driver for a bus filled with people uh, cosplaying I Love Lucy. <laughs> and uh, where it's, like, the bus crashes and they all go, <laughs> and it's so, it's so bad. It's But then, like, the, the Kathy and Jimmy John Lovitz couple, which is my favorite, they accidentally stumble into some sort of Aryan Brotherhood meeting, and they steal one of Hitler's actual cars, and then they, like, they're in Hitler's car, and it's all this, like, very tasteless. See, again. Very 2001. <laughs> there are a lot of things about 2019 that people are adjusting to, but like we were talking about recently... If you go back and watch a 90s movie and you're just like, oh, dear God, what is oh, it's wrong with bad. you? You know, it's and, bad. and I think that really it could be said about any any point before now that you go back and watch a movie from the early 2000s, you know, and you're just like, for fuck's sake. You know, and again, I mean, Kathy Bates plays like a squirrel wrangler who says the <laughs> R word like four times. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's just like, oh, I mean, a, yikes. a fundamental premise of face off is like non-consensual sex, you know, between fa- between not John Travolta and right. his wife. You know, yes, it's like Revenge of the Nerds upsetting. point two. Like it's 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 rough. It's and it's. So, you know, it's a. It's but for, does Rat Race end at a charity concert that is for Smash Mouth? Yes. <laughs> Why is Smash Mouth at the end of every movie during that like two years stretch? At least a ska band, the Mighty Mighty yeah, Boston's might be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did, do you imagine? They probably made enough money that like they are good for the rest of time, right? I hope. And again, they're on Twitter being ter- like terrific just t- tweeting tweeting at bad politicians all the time uh so smash yeah, mouth. that's fine isn't it weird how just the people you never would have thought you'd be like really rooting for politically on twitter it's just that's why twitter is just such a dumpster fire because it's just such a it's just a nightmare i don't yeah. even know uh how to deal with it do you think um uh, because you've been reading twitter more your baby's gonna come out angrier and more upset uh it's a it's a good question <laughs> <That's> t- <laughs> no <laughs> more worldly I feel like, maybe i feel like you should be able to do drugs just don't read twitter the baby's gonna come out just like ready to just fight the good fight like in maybe an unhealthy way well this is like when i was pregnant <laughs> the first time i was like i didn't ever like play music to my belly because it seemed too weird but I would listen to my music in he- my headphones and I would think that the baby could hear it and then yeah. I was like yeah right no, the, ba- the baby's not in my soul like yeah. <laughs> like she's a separate person living Down in my there, body but yeah. she's not inside my brain she right. can't actually know what I am hearing in my own ears you know um, and so I think that the fact that I'm a very angry 
person when it comes to the state of the world uh, doesn't seem to at least have passed off on to to the first one. Um, she's like the happiest person I know, and so hopefully the second oh. one will be also. I feel, and it's it's t- it's rough because I feel like I want to protect that happiness yeah. and how and on god's name do you do that put yeah. them in a plastic bubble <laughs> i think that's how you do it never let them outside never let them read anything don't give them any technology watch captain fantastic you know what i mean another genre movie though right bubble boy yeah yeah boy in the no boy in the plastic bubble boy bubble boy is making bubble. fun of it bubble yeah. boy is different yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. uh another thing I was thinking about uh, was I, I watched the first episode of Euphoria last night, which is fantastic. And they have a little bit of a nod to that as well. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler because it happens within the first five minutes. But like the main character was like born like three days after 9-11 and like feels like that factored into like the, you know, how turmoil. like how she was brought into yeah. the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Just brought into the world just on a flaming fucking, you know disc of nightmares <laughs> beautiful 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 meat when you need your meat think of butcher box don't worry have no fear they have salmon too butcher box butcher box butcher box has great meat I'll always love you, Butcher Box. Butcher Box makes it easy to get high-quality, humanely raised meat that you can trust. Every month, Butcher Box delivers 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild Alaskan salmon directly to your door. And shipping is free. It's not easy being a music teacher and having to deal with a deaf son in 1965. Now, it's not easy being a stubborn Mr. Holland trying to keep the magic of music alive. But there's no easier way to get high-quality meat you can trust than with ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers right to your door on dry ice. There's no commitment, and you can cancel any time. But you can't just cancel being a father in 1965 unless Cole gets himself to the nunnery. I don't know if that makes sense. I was dang mad at myself when I woke up this morning because I ain't got time to walk to the grocery store for my dinner meats. But I remembered I had my butcher box steaks in the freezer. You know, and I slapped those sons of cows onto the counter because this girl is gonna have a sexy midweek fancy dinner by herself. Got that? He's out of town. But it's all good because the meat is individually wrapped. I deserve alone meat fun. Butcher Box hooked me up for the whole month. It's insane, it's insane, and I'm full of meat. Almost as insane as falling in love with your high school theater student. Why rowing away? And it's also insane because each box comes with at least 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual-sized meals. My meats are frozen at the peak of freshness in individual vacuum-sealed packs, and it comes right to your doorstep. If only Mr. Holland could be sent right to my doorstep. 
Yes, I'm attracted to Richard Dreyfus as much as I'm attracted to beautiful butcher box meats. For $20 off your first box, plus two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon, go to butcherbox.com slash page seven or enter promo code page seven at checkout. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon for free, plus $20 off their first box. Ready, 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 ready for Stitch Fix. All I'm ready to do is up my fashion. What's all this talk about? Stitch Fix. Ooh, I'm ready for Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing, shoes, and accessories directly to you. And you don't have to commit to meeting your partner at the end of the aisle when it comes to Stitch Fix either. There's no subscription required. How do I like my eggs? Go eat some hay, Richard here. I like changing my egg preference and getting new fun fashion every month. Stitch Fix has the brands you know and love, plus exclusive styles you won't find elsewhere. Pop on your sneakies and get ready to run towards the fashion championship of the world. After completing your style profile, your expert personal stylist will send you a hand-picked box of items based on your style and preferences. They even have men's and kids' boxes, too. So even if you plan on being a bit of a Julia Roberts, at least you know your devastated partner will look great while crying at the altar. With no subscription required, pick between automatic shipments or only getting new pieces on demand. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. And plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box. If Stitch Fix could put a ring on it, though, I'd probably take it up on its life, love, sex offer. Eh, learn, live, laugh, love. Am I right? Discover new styles and find unique pieces with Stitch Fix. Get started today at Stitch Fix com slash page seven and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash page seven. Stitchfix.com slash page seven. Now, this is uh, this is speaking of cowboys, but not <laughs> yeehaw agenda. Yeah, I'm bringing it back because all I'm thinking about is cowboys, okay? <laughs> I read this headline and I was like, what the hell? Where? What year is it? So Kiefer Sutherland uh, fell off of his tour bus and he broke some ribs, which means he had to cancel three of his last tour dates in his European tour. And I was like, what? What do you mean his tour dates? What the fuck is going on with Kiefer Sutherland? I didn't know Kiefer Sutherland is a country musician now. Yeah, I was. What is happening? I was angry about everything in that article. <laughs> How do you fall off a bus? You right. Know? I mean, they're big, and apparently he's he's sober now, so you can't even blame that. And and he's a he's a country musician. This is like when we were talking about what's his name, Jeremy Renner, being a musician. Yes, I don't like it. And it's not that you can't be a talented singer and actor; you can. But just because you're an actor, and I, whether Jeremy Renner or Kiefer Sutherland is talented, I might say that the jury's out. But you know, just because. Just because you have the right to be an actor doesn't mean you have the right to be a singer, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I, I think there, what what was the song? I listened to the Kiefer Sutherland music for a while. It's you know, it's fine it's for comparable. country. I, as someone that like I've listened to a lot of country, you know, it's like one of his songs, like "Not Enough Whiskey in the World Tonight." Not enough whiskey <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it's like okay, well, we get it. <laughs> who's who's uh, ever done it? 
I'm sure somebody has. I'm just not thinking of who went from acting and became like a fucking in a you know lead of a killer. Was band. Chris Christopherson singing before he started acting? Good question. Yeah, it's a pro- that's the problem. It's probably gonna be somebody like I'm not aware of from like the 70s. Or yeah, something. maybe because all I can think of right now is Jared Leto. Right, Jared Leto, who's fucking Ugh. notoriously tr- trash live. Didn't you see? Didn't you see Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp, you yeah. See Johnny Depp live, and it was fucking horrible. And you it was saw well, Johnny Depp live? Yeah, I saw Hollywood Vampires. <laughs> Which um, is yes, the worst. Yes, he was definitely vampire. Fucking he was name definitely, of a I'm sorry. Hammered. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a vampire. No, he was definitely hammered. <laughs> a thousand percent, he was. Ha- oh no! So Chris Christopherson started as a musician, see? and then he went I think into acting. I think works. you can do that. That Dad. absolutely works, I'm, and it doesn't make me mad the I'm, same way. Yeah, right. I'm talking about the opposite. Because, and I think that. It's because not, not no shade to actors. Uh, I think that it takes more skill to be a musician. Um, Very much so. As an actor, I accept this, and yes, you're correct. Right? Like I've tried both. I've with with very mild success at both right and and it's it's very it, it takes a lot of talent to be a musician and so if you are a talented musician and then it turns out you can also act, I think that that's uh, you know. Uh, acting also takes a lot of talent, but I think that it's a move that makes sense. But to be an actor, to just be like, I also am a talented musician. It's just like odds are you're not. All you right, know? I've got, I've got. This is actually a list, but oh well. Um, but I will say though, Kiefer Sutherland wa- writes his own music, so I will give him that. At least, like, if you're gonna do it, he's doing it. That's a good for him. So first of all, you know, I love that Gwyneth Paltrow is on this list of actors turned musicians. What? I did, yeah, no. I did not know that what? with a song called. Country song is what is linked oh, as the no. video, and it's definitely her what? with a microphone. Uh, in her, yeah, I think she did try to be one. I'm, I have a renewed anger at Gwyneth Paltrow because I just watched <laughs> Avengers and in, uh, Endgame for the first time. And um, also though, did you see the article that I sent you guys just a little while ago about how Gwyneth Paltrow hired a personal book curator because she looked at <laughs> yes. her shelves and were like. I need more books, but I don't want to pick out the books. I'm going to pay someone to come in and pick out the fucking books of my own. Can I just say right here, right now, I cannot fucking stand, by the way, when people color coordinate their books. Yes. It makes me furious. Or when they do it by size or any aesthetic that isn't (laughs) the theme or author. (laughs) Theme or author or or title of the book. (gasps) Then it's... (laughs) Oh, Oh, what you want to uh, buy blue books? Yes, because that's what she's doing. She's also coordinating them via colors. Of course she is. Of course. Because Somebody- she says, in the dining room, we stuck to a more rigid color palette of black, white, and gray, since it was less of a space where one might hang out and read. If you're already be- having a book curator, and your home is not some sort of museum or some sort of store... You're not reading the books. Does it matter? So I love that it's like, oh, we're going to keep it a rigid color palette of black, white, and gray because that's not a place where people hang out and read. What does that have to do with either thing? Like, what does that matter? It's so, it's just so demonstrative of people who never fucking read in their life because if, like, by size only makes sense because I, in my bookshelves in our house, like, there's, we had to, in order to maximize the amount of space, we have a couple of shelves that are just really fucking short, so we have, like, all the paperbacks on those. But, like, every other, like my goal in life is to have them arranged yeah. by by subject or or theme because the times in my life that I'm so excited to have a bookshelf with books on it is so that if you're having a conversation with a friend and you're like oh have you ever read this one yeah. you know Richard Price oh I love it oh it's over here with my mystery 
novels or whatever, and it, it brings me great satisfaction. I'm a, I'm also one of those people. You 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 go into somebody's house. I'm not looking at the furniture. I'm not looking at the quality. I'm not looking at how you clean. I'm looking at the books on your wall, the the records on your stand. Like that's that's what what tells me. It's everything. just to, to see what you choose to be around you. I think it says a lot about the person. And if you're yeah. arbitrary about that stuff by putting it by color, then I am just immediately enraged. And and it's one thing that I hate about home improvement shows like the Gaineses, oh, and oh, oh. they just have prop books like two prop yes. books on a nightstand and it makes me so mad yeah. i'm like find out what book they're reading and exactly put that on the nightstand with the book on the stand. that's what's on my end table my end table is the book i'm reading right then because i usually read right before i go to sleep there you go. and i like the book right there every day <laughs> and that's the book that's on my nightstand and that's how we at page seven feel about books in the house books. <laughs> So They're here, for reading. All right, here are some actors turned musicians that I feel like made the jump. I feel like this is almost a loophole, but J-Lo with Selena, and then she went on to be the big pop star. I mean, is. it wasn't just Selena, please. She is an actress. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, but I'm saying J-Lo Selena was- definitely both. Selena was like the main thing she did before she became a pop star. Yes, and then she went on to make a lot of other acting Como work. La Flor. But yeah, she definitely Oh my God, I can't wait for the new Selena show, but that's a whole other part. Um, I'm sorry, continue. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I think yes. he did a pretty solid turn of going from uh, which also he's music. awesome on like if you ever listen to his music he does a bunch of like banjo music he's sick on a banjo yeah right and that's again if you have a pre-existing musical talent mm-hmm. then you are in fact talented at music um I I'm actually gonna throw William Shatner in there because I love his yes music. totally fair absolutely yes. and it's very William Shatner but it's still fun <laughs> yes agreed. uh I, some might disagree but I think Zoe Deschanel did great with she and him uh after her acting stuff I mean I think it's I think it's very cute but it's, it's cutesy it's, it's good. It's not my thing, but I get it. I think it's I solid. I listened to a couple songs back when I was like into that kind, of, like Bell and Sebastian and stuff like that. I uh-huh. was definitely had she and him on on. Uh, here's a great one, Jack Black. Yes, Jack Black. Yes, a crossover. Although he was he was a musician first, right? I feel Tenacious, like because Tenacious D was before all. Oh, that, was right? it? Well, I don't. I guess he was known maybe for his acting work first with like. High fidelity and stuff like I don't know. I guess it's kind of gray, right? I guess it kind of yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if he fits. I cause... feel like J Lo and like Jack Black are like true double threats, right? Like true yeah. crossovers. Yes. Whereas Kiefer Sutherland just had an acting career for you know 15, 20 years, and then is like, no, I'm a country man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's pretty much it in the list. I mean, this list is full of all the ones we were talking about: Keanu Reeves, Lindsay Lohan, Bruce Willis. Oh, oh, God, and the list just goes on and on. I mean, these are, like, the three or four that I found in this giant list that actually, like, I mean, it is Im- almost impossible. Yeah. All right? But then that's where I find, though, then, because immediately with the Kiefer Sutherland thing, because, like, I was in love with Kiefer Sutherland as well as Oliver Platt because of the Three Musketeers. And so I always, like, I had a crush on him. So, you know, staring at pictures of him, I could waste all day doing it, unfortunately. But apparently, he was an award-winning rodeo champion for 10 years. Yeah, so I yeah. guess this country thing didn't come out of nowhere. No, he started team roping in the early 90s. Like, well, he doesn't even remember. He's like maybe eight late, late 80s, early 90s, and he did it for 10 years. He toured with his healer, who was a guy named John English, which I guess because like they have to do it in a team because then I started reading about roping and how they like – 
rope up the cows to like essentially like give them medicine and and check them out and all that kind of stuff so it doesn't hurt the calf i don't think i'm not a, i'm not a i'm not a roper scientist but um it's you know the championship he did it 10 years so he's been in the world for a very long time. And I think that part of the reason, like, with the rodeo champion and, and doing country music and all that kind of stuff was to get away from, like, his father's shadow. I was going to say, I can't. I just can't. The thing about Kiefer Sutherland is I know he's a very accomplished actor with a long career of his own, but I just can't not look at him and wish that I was looking at Donald Sutherland. Uh-huh. You know? I love Donald Sutherland, which, I mean, you know, I think that I will always and forever talk about Donald Sutherland because of Ordinary People. Same. And how much I love that movie. Oh and the fact that I watch it at least once a year. Oh. You do. Oh, how so do you do that? How do you do that? It's like Requiem oh, for so a good. Dream for me. Like, that's a movie I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch again. Yeah, that's... It's a watch at once movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was making jokes because I said I wanted to pregame with Blue Valentine before I go see the marriage story. Have you you guys watched the trailers yeah. I sent you guys? Yeah, yes. I am really and, and it's Noah Baumbach too, which I love his work. Uh and man, that is totally my totally my deal. Like I love that shit. Like it's giving me like it's like Revolutionary Road. Yeah, Revolutionary like, Road is another that kind of thing where you're just like watching the collapse of a relationship. That is my jam. Talk son. about a good book. By the way, oh yeah, I Revolutionary need to read it. Road is a fantastic. Oh, it's great! Book. It's a great book. Yes, that's a great book. It's very upsetting. So I don't know if you guys like out there in the interwebs look up the trailers for <laughs> A Marriage Story. So it's Noah Bomba. Noah Bomba. I never know how to say it. I think you don't Bomba? pronounce like the very Bomba. I believe is kind Bomba? of how you say it. Bomba. Bomba. Um, Bomba. Noah Bomba. Noah Bomba. Um, so. Th- it's their new movie, and it's starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, and the two trailers that were released. So it's about the end of a marriage, and <sighs> I, like I think that they go. It seems like they start from the beginning when they met, and also watch like the destruction of their relationship, like a Blue Valentine esque kind of movie. But each trailer is from the perspective of the other person mm-hmm. and how they feel about them and how they love them on such a deep level, but they know that it just won't work. But it's the same exact cut, like the same. It's it's so it's truly about like the same, the same life is happening, but from two different voiceovers. It's very very well done. I watched both of them four times and I <laughs> wept, and then I was like, I'm gonna watch Blue Valentine again. I'm gonna watch Blue Valentine again. I can't wait for this movie to come out it's going to be released on netflix and um i just i love adam driver and i do enjoy even though now scarlett johansson has put her fucking foot in her mouth Mm -hmm. like an idiot um (laughs) i still enjoy her acting though and i think that it's going to be a great i think it's movie i think it's gonna be really good um i'm already upset i'm my stomach hurts he does such a good job do you ever see margo at the wedding with Nicole Kidman. Yes. God, I loved that oh movie. Oh my God, it's so good. And Squid and the Whale. I was at Natural History Museum like recently and I always have to go and like stand in front of the Squid and the Whale and yeah. it always brings me back to that film. I just think it's one of the one of the best like human life, slice of life kind of movies, you know, just, oh, just tragic. My uh, Adam Driver is one of those people on whom my feelings have changed and my temperature has risen. Uh, me in, too. Very, very in dramatically. In terms of wanting sex with him? In terms of just like, I I don't 
I wouldn't say no to sex with him, but <laughs> like in terms of finding him to be like a I'm very, sure you're feeling real sexual yeah, right now, right. Molly. Yeah. If I, if I ever want to have sex with anything again. He's just like, I ever like again. pregnant. <laughs> I'm into pregnance. I search him out. I seek him out. I'm Adam Driver. This is how I talk when I'm not on screen. But I've went from being like, I get it. You're weird to now being like, yeah. you're so captivating. Yeah. He's oh my real, God, I, he is. Was it Star Wars? Was it Kylo Ren that really- it was. It. it was. Yeah. It was both. It was the two Star Warses, uh, yeah. and I never watched Girls. I've never seen a single I, minute of it. But. Actually, what changed it for me was uh, Coen Brothers. Uh, um, uh, Outer Space. You know. Oh, the um. Hey, uh, Mr. President. Uh, uh, Lewin Davis inside Lewin Davis. Lewin Davis. Hey, oh, Oscar Isaac. Yummy, mummy. Yummy, mummy. I don't want to go. Outer Space. <laughs> that was the, the. Have you seen that movie before? No. Okay, so you're laughing at it. Even I'm just like doing an impression of it. Do, just, just look up that one scene. It's Justin He's Timberlake, very silly Adam it. Driver, and um, what's his name? Also from Star Wars. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. It's oh the three god. of them. Like, look up that scene. I'm sure there's a okay. YouTube clip of it. Oh my god, Molly, it's you want to so talk funny. cowboys? Mm, I want to lick him through the screen. Good Christ. <laughs> I'll talk about Oscar Isaac any time and any day. Even Yummy mommy. with as little sexuality as I have left. It, <laughs> it, it, it remains for Oscar Isaac. And so I'm very excited about this. And Adam Driver really, he, I've also changed. I, Patterson is a great movie. It's Jim Jaramusha's movie. He's uh, He is the lead in it. Also really great in that I just really like him, and everything that you read about him is he's just a great person. And that makes me very happy. I want to watch him and, um, what's her name, Felicity uh, Bone, because there was a blind item recently about how they, they were they're in that play together, but there was also a blind item that they are truly boning, and I find oh, that to whoa, be very whoa, whoa, What? Yeah. What, why can't I yes, ever think please. of Felicity's name? I only want to say Elizabeth, which is her name in the Americans. Uh... But, you know, fucking... And I know her hair. I remember her hair. <laughs> uh, Carrie Russell. Carrie, Carrie Russell. Russell. Thank you. Also, um, we do, I feel... Uh, I'm sorry, continue. No, no, no. I just want to, again, she's watch, just, watch she's, them have sex. She's kind of having a moment right now. I don't know. You can't really catch the vibe because you're on, like, remotely or whatever. But, like, the room got warmer. Like, I'm uncomfortable. Like... Just really thinking about keep it. Keep them uncomfortable. Keep them safe, uncomfortable. Safe space. I declare safe space. I demand a safe space. <laughs> But also, yeah, I mean, Carrie Russell is also, I'd just, I'd lick the sweat off of her. <laughs> is that bad? Am I not allowed to say that? No, I'd uh, dress her up like a fireman and um, do jumping jacks with her. I mean, that too. I've, I'd also, <laughs> man, when I, I pass those firemen every morning, I pass the firemen every single morning. I go, hey, boys, every day. <laughs> and it just, it makes me feel like when I go, like, when you would get to go, like, I would force myself to go to first period my junior year of high school because I saw my crush before first period every day. And that's how I would make sure that I would get to class. There's something about going yeah. to the gym and passing by a bunch of sexy firemen that I go, hey, boys, do. And they go, morning to me. That gets me to go to the gym. <laughs> if there is something that, like, if you can pass by something that will turn you on, it will inspire you to go to the gym. Jackie, and this is kind of based off of, like, a Reddit thing. Thing today, please for me and all of our listeners, ask to get in the truck and get a picture. Do you the will they? Why will they let me in the truck? There was a Reddit post today where a guy was like, "I pass this fire station every day, and I've always wanted to ask if I could get in the truck." It was like a tweet, and then it was a picture of him in the in the truck, and he was like, "It actually worked." <laughs> 
So maybe while you're walking by next time, be like, hey, guys, would you mind if I, like, got up in the truck and you took a picture and you could, like, be oh at the wheel? My. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then what about <gasps> after that? I feel like after that, are you just going to go back to the normal routine of just saying hi, boys? Well, no. Then you go, hey, uh, now that I did that, can I tell you, uh, would you be interested in a smooch party? And like, what's a smooch party? And then you kind of go from and there. Go, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'll just do that. I won't kiss them without their permission. Yeah. I'll just go at them. Um, I have a boyfriend, so we have to almost kiss, but we can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't. Honestly, don't even kiss me. I don't want to be a part of it. Right. I just want to watch, watch them, them kiss. Watch them smooch. Yeah. <laughs> if they are, if they consent, I would like to watch them kiss. Ask for a consent. Consensual kissing after you get on the fire truck. Just that's the next step, right? And then just see how <laughs> far you can kissing. go. You guys want to just live with me? You guys just live with me. <laughs> That'd be like the third I'll step. take care of you. <laughs> take your shirts off and hug, and I'll take a picture of it. I just yeah. come over next time, and they just are the furniture. They're like, no, sit on the fireman. That's what he is here. <laughs> he is the couch. Now. All firefighters, there's just something about. The damn outfit will get me every time. And the fact that my dad was in the NYPD and the fact that is completely, I am not allowed to like a firefighter. So forever, that is just in the back of my brain, man. It'll always and forever be in the back of my brain. Yeah. Well, they have to, it is really, you know, this is this uh, ups the ante. It's very difficult to become a firefighter. To become a firefighter, you have to be so fucking jacked out of your mind and yeah. pass so many, like, physical tests of strength that is just very, very, very hard to do you from what I've learned. You have to have the constitution to run into a burning building, yes, which and I imagine is rare. Very the bravery, scary. and you also are the person that is bringing that puppy out, that is bringing that scared child out in your big strong arms i mean what is there anything more attractive although i will say that that uh because of er i have also always had a bit of a fantasy about paramedics ah saving lives oh yes the problem yeah. is i feel like more even more so than dr wiley baby mm -hmm. they're so traumatized though i feel like they have like i feel like they have the most ptsd i know i love the far off stare ah. i want the far off stare of like what have you seen yeah, yeah. and then i grab their face and go Look at me, see me, and then we just like have sex on an operating table. <laughs> PTSD, the new sexy. Bring in PTSD. <laughs> That's just sexualized trauma. Yeah, I think no. I, I, I had like you know I always was kind of into the sad boy type, but yeah. I don't want to flatten actual PTSD into just like a sad boy <laughs> that I that I kind of fetishized as a as a as a young person. Man, you were doing God's work being into the sad boy type. That is like the the night any all the ladies out there into those quiet shy sad boys because they're the last ones probably up, up to. What bed, are you, you know talking I mean? about? That was my jam really yeah, yeah the problem though boy. yes i love a sad boy especially a quiet sad boy because th but then the problem was that i'm too aggressive right and then they would meet and i'm just like i like you <laughs> kiss me we should go on a date and they're just like uh, i but then you get scared you're like i don't know if you actually want to go on a date with me or you're just scared to say no right and i don't want you to be scared to say no you, yeah i just think that you're really cute and i like that you're quiet <laughs> But then you can go on a date, and then you can go home and think, like, is he writing a poem about me, you know? Yeah. 
It's, oh, is he writing a poem <laughs> about me? It's just so funny. Like the sad boy in Jackie's like, I've got vulnerabilities too. <laughs> I also have torture, but it's just a different. La- it's just a different energy when it comes to the torture. A different vibe of how you express your sadness. <laughs> I mean, and how do you? What do you think that Peter Fonda's vulnerabilities were? The counterculture icon. Rest in yeah. peace. He, he passed away this weekend. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up because then, of course, I st- I watched Easy Rider over the weekend. Which you know, it always—it's always a great movie. It, it, it just like he wanted to be the counterculture icon, especially to uh, as another actor in this to pull away from the like good old-fashioned stereotype that his father had put into place. And so, what do you do to push away from that? Let your hair grow out long, man. Get on a fucking motorcycle and do a lot of drugs, baby. And I was reading a lot of stuff about Peter Fonda after he passed this weekend. Also got really sad reading the everything that Jane Fonda said about him Aww. as a brother and sister that have been together and worked in the same business for a very long time. Of course, I have a very... Um, I get very sad about those things. Uh, and I just love everything. Any excuse to think about Jane Fonda is an excuse I will take, you know? You're right. Oh, my God. She's, she's perfect. But I read this story that I thought was really fun. So um, in 1965, Peter Fonda was tripping with the Beatles, and George Harrison was tripping so hard that he thought he was going to die. And he turned to him. Peter Fonda turned to him and said, I was saying, don't worry, George. It's okay. I know what it's like to be dead. And Fonda said a reference to having survived a near-fatal childhood shooting accident. And that's when John Lennon, like, his eyes lit up, and he wrote the lyric of, I know what it's like to be dead in the Beatles song. It's like to be dead. dead. I know all the shit in your head. And And you're making me feel like I've never never been born. And um, so he wrote it into She Said, She Said off the Revolver album. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really fun story. It is a fun story. I love that story. It is really fun. I just, there's something about be- the idea of being trip, like tripping and like hanging out with the Beatles and then like saying something and having John Lennon like reach for a pen. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this guy. <laughs> always <laughs> look at him right, go. Always writing something down. Also, I will say I did visit the graveyard where they shot those scenes in Easy Rider to, for the acid trip that they had in the graveyard. Uh, and uh, we got to look at the Virgin Mary statue that Peter Fonda sat in during his uh, the height of his acid trip and started talking to the Virgin Mary like she was his dead mother. And uh, that is also the reason why you have not been able to t- take any footage in that cemetery since 1969. You can take pictures, but you cannot film in there, and it's all because of Peter Fonda. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Why? Because it was just like because they too ate a much? bunch of acid and like dan- like he got into the Virgin Mary. Oh, arm. because oh, because they were actually doing the drugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were super on acid, and they like yeah. Oh, it was like a real ass acid trip. Yeah. I can't even imagine not to go down this road, um, <laughs> you know, while I'm being recorded. But like, can you imagine? Honestly, even just thinking about tripping my balls off, thinking I'm about to die, and having someone look at me and go. I know what it's like to be dead. I just like no, <laughs> and, and to have that person be Peter Fonda. Yeah, also, uh, that's what I'm exhausted. That just brings me back to like how tired it is, or how tiring it is to be tripping after like four hours. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, is there an eject button? Can I be done? I'm ready to be done now. Here comes trouble. 
Are you calm yet? Heck no. After hours of listening to the hamster dance on repeat, you might need to check yourself into a mental institution or try out the Calm app. It's a lot less straitjacket restrictive and a lot easier than not listening to the hamster dance on repeat. Why can't we have it all? That's why we're partnering with Calm, the number one app for sleep. I don't know about you, but counting sheep is for the ewes. And if I had my druthers, I would simply watch the hamsters dance until my eyes turned numb and my brain turned into sleepy macaroni and cheese. But that's not how people function. Sleep deficiency does serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body as well. The sleepless are more prone to accidents, weight gain, and depression. I don't need any more of those things in my life. I also say that about the hamsters, but who am I kidding? The orange and white one that danced in circles on his hind legs was more attractive than my first boyfriend. With Calm, you'll discover a whole library of programs designed to help you get the sleep your brain and body needs. I dig the soundscapes, but it really is the sleep stories that get my dreamy time thoughts churning. I don't usually listen to audiobooks because I zone out, and then I have to go back and re-listen, so... Why not use sleep stories to fall asleep? Finally, you can give in to your zone outs and fall asleep unashamed of your ability to pay attention to anything longer than 25 minutes. It's a tofa. So if you want to seize the day, sleep the night with the help of Calm. Right now, page seven listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash page seven. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash page seven. 40 million people have downloaded Calm. Find out why at calm.com slash page seven. Honey book, honey book, I love using honey book. Honey book, honey book, make your business better. Honey book, honey book, organize contracts and emails. Honey book. I love my HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. Just like I like my candy and my lollies all in one place, I need all my business baskets placed on the basket shelf. Don't have a space for a basket shelf? Who does? That's where HoneyBook comes in. HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. Professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation keeps everything on track and makes you look good. They can even consolidate services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp or Gmail. Ooh, this girl will never lose her lollies again. Or her emails, now that HoneyBook is in her life. My job is all over the place. It really is difficult sometimes to keep where I gotta be and what I gotta be doing straight because surprise, I'm a bit of a scatterbrain. Worm time much? But HoneyBook keeps my worm time shorter and tighter and that's what I need in my life. Jackie, stay focused. You got other things to do besides stare at cowboys all day. HoneyBook is the number one choice for client and business management, for freelancers and business owners. Save time and do more of what you love, like staring at the Compton Cowboys Instagram page. Do it, you'll thank me later. With HoneyBook! And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash page seven. Payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash page seven for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash page seven.
It makes me like George Harrison even. George Harrison is the Beatle who will grow on you and grow on you and grow on you as you get older. And, uh, you know, if you, he's my favorite, babe. Oh, when you're when I was young, Paul was my favorite. And then, and then it's, it be, and it becomes John and like college. Right. And then yep. you realize the true deal is George real. and also yep. sort yep. of Ringo. And you're like, you know what, Ringo? You're all right. You know what I <laughs> he's mean? He's doing OK. I haven't gotten to that part of the journey yet, <laughs> but I trust you that I will. He is. He is old a human. Old to be. He is a human metronome. That's yeah, he is. well, that's, <laughs> that is an admirable. Again, yeah. we're He's, talking about talented keeps, musicians today. He, he is one of the best at just straight keeping time. Really? Like he's not a finesse drummer, but he is a he is a fucking straight up metronome. You know, that's what they needed. Yeah, and he looks like a turkey turned into a mom. Mm. He looks like this, <laughs> and it's also really funny. There's a scene and there's a documentary about Let It Be uh, of the making of Let It Be, and it, George Harrison and. Um, uh, Ringo are sitting at the piano and they're trying to play uh, Octopus's Garden and it's very obvious that George Harrison kind of probably wrote this song because he definitely knows how to play it and sing it better than uh, Ringo does. <laughs> and he's like kind of reminding Ringo like, no, this is the song you wrote, Ringo. You wrote it. <laughs> Ringo, you wrote it. That's kind of cute though. <laughs> Um, we are we are getting close here to getting on the list. I getting to the list. I feel the need that we have to say we screwed up last week. Oh yeah. Oh my god. And we Brody Jenner is a Jenner. Brody Jenner is a Jenner. The thing is, is that I just assumed he wasn't a Jenner because I never watched The Hills and I never really got into all that stuff. And in my brain, I'm just like, oh well, Kylie and Kendall are so much younger than he is. Uh-huh. But of course, what does that matter? I just. I assumed, and I should not have assumed. Because what does that do to you? Makes an ass out of me and me. I'm an assumimi. <laughs> I assumimi, and I'm sorry. I asked me, 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 me. I asked me, and I'm sorry. too, though. I also asked me. I also asked me, me, and so all three of us got it wrong. And all three of us, I want to say, I can speak for us, we were bombarded with messages about it. I'm sorry. Which I get it. We were wrong. Hundreds of tweets consisting of the exact same phrase which is Brody Jenner is a Jenner. Well, and yes. I was actually, no, and this phrase, I was screaming at my phone <laughs> at in my phone. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. I'm but so you know sorry. what? I hope that maybe it gave you a jolt of like energy. Yeah. I feel like sometimes like getting angry like that and screaming into the ether, yes. which is essentially what we do for a living. You know what? It makes, it, it wakes you up. Yes. It's like jumping into a cold bath. You know, so you're welcome. Sometimes you're gonna, you need to get mad. You're going to be a great mother if you ever decide to do that, Jackie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, you know, I like spinning it around. You ever thought about just screaming, child? <laughs> that makes it better for me. <laughs> <laughs> just have yellies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, I, and it, I, I had kind of forgotten, even though I shouldn't have, but that the Jenners are a blended family, and of course the Kardashians yes. and Jenners are a big old blended family, but right, Brody is, is Caitlyn's son. And, and Brody Jenner in my brain, so he's like the, the Rob Kardashian just of the Jenners, the one that's like, yeah, we have him, but like, we we don't, uh, he's not in all the family pictures, <laughs> right. you know? So we do apologize, and you know, Brody Jenner, I'm sorry that you're getting the shiv right now. I guess no, he's got a new he's got a new partner. I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't think any of them really care. Although I did see R.I.P. the way, the the relationship fully of Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus. He did file for divorce this morning. It go. seems he's genuinely very upset about the whole thing. And then I keep seeing this headline that's like, Miley Cyrus basically having sex in I know. public. It's like, I mean, then it's just, 
the paparazzi yeah. being a little crazy. That's you know, it's got to be horrible. I did say at least I saw a blind item where um, there are several ladies uh, attending him around the clock uh, to help him get through this. Uh, he's, I'm sure trail. he's going to be fine. But also, just because you're very attractive doesn't mean, like, your brain is fine. It's like, who would it matter? I'm going to fuck somebody right, else. Right, like, of, of course. course. you're going to fuck somebody else. No matter what you look like, you're going to fuck somebody else. be a hot, sad like, boy. Yeah. It's a hot, sad, oh, hot, sad well, boy. The oh, best, my God. Right? Who's the best hot, oh. sad boy? Who's, like, the great, who's, like, the all-time hot, sad boy? Oh, God, that's a whole other podcast. Is that, that's is a that, big question. Was Connor Oberst on your He was my list? ultimate sad boy. Okay, that's, he was That's guy. Molly's list. That's my penultimate, yeah, not penultimate. Right? Well, the, the, the platonic, like, the sad boy. Did you ever see Bright Eyes Live? <laughs> 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 did I? <laughs> How many times did you see? The at least like six, like at least, <laughs> at least, at least. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like in, like Liam Hemsworth is in a different like aesthetic category than right. Connor Oberst. You right, know, right, like right. he's not really a sad boy type physically, but it sounds like he is having a legitimately very sad time right now. So he is in the sad boy camp right now. He's in the sad boy camp. And I mean, of course anyone would, you know, climb up that sad tree. That's right. I, I will, I will say on like my end, like hot nerd girl is like way like you. In, in fact, you take really any hot girl and put big, thick-rimmed glasses on her, and I am, like, way more into it. <laughs> like, the pre-makeover, she's all that. Yeah, I'm way more into You're the- You're into yes. pre, yeah. I yeah. watched that movie. I literally watched it in reverse. I, rewi- <laughs> I, I just rewind it. I, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> to see her become the true butterfly, the studious, <laughs> sexy nerd girl. Can I put Michael B. Jordan on hot, sad hmm, boy list? Maybe. Is uh, he hot? I only see him as, like, the villain in- uh, Black Panther, and he's like very much not a sad. See, boy I think more like movie. Friday Night Lights, yeah. and I think yeah. like you know, he yeah, can get it in that. Yeah, in he's that got. One. So he's been a sad boy. He's got some and sad Creed. Boy I feel like he's got the sad boy thing. Definitely like he's doing it for his dad, Definitely. like doing that whole thing. Yeah, yeah he's I think a that's hot sexy. Set. Yeah, he can really play both though. He's very versatile. Definitely, I feel like uh, Jake. Oh, Gyllenhaal. Fruitvale Station. That's what I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh Jake, Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station. That's where I'm thinking of the sad boy thing. Um, but yes, Jake Gyllenhaal is a good, good hot sad, sad boy because he's like so muscly but also is like Donnie Darko-y. I mean this is a little bit dated. You'd probably get a more updated hot sad boy. Please tweet at us. Let us know who you think the hottest sad boy is. We want to see it. We want to yes, know Yes, we it. do because for now we've got a list to get to. Oh! oh who's on the list? Jackie! Yeah! That list! Celebrities with bizarre habits. You know, I don't know how true some of this is, but there are definitely quotes in this list. We've got Jessica Simpson clocking in because she can't stop chewing Nicorette gum. The problem is that, like, Jessica Simpson, she's like, the first time I ever chewed a piece of Nicorette gum, one of my close friend's mother gave it to me. I think she thought she was giving me a piece of regular gum. (laughs) I was chewing it, and it was like a party in my mouth. It was like fireworks, and oh my God, I'm talking a million miles per hour, and I love this gum. And what kind of gum is this? I have to have this gum. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so so scared. Scared. She's all fucked up on nicotine gum her whole life. She's getting Uh. all high on nicotine gum. She's never smoked, and she likes chewing Nicorette gum. Wow, that is a very strange habit, because I've seen people on nicotine gum, and they get all fucked up from yeah. it. Yeah, it's a very, very fucked up. It's jarring. Yeah. It's a jarring experience. I think I only did it once, and it was like, as is, and in the deepest throes of my smoking addiction, I was like, 
couldn't hang. That's how my brother yeah. quit, and, and it made him miserable because it would just he would go on this this physical roller coaster every time he put a piece of gum in his mouth, <laughs> so he couldn't stick to it. I've never tried one. I can't even imagine because it's like I don't want that much going on at one time. Yeah, it looked extremely unpleasant. Wow. It's also unpleasant, apparently, for Pamela Anderson because she has a condition called isotrophobia. Which means she's scared of her own reflection. I kind of have this. I'm not afraid of it, but I really, and maybe it's just from my mushroom days, but I really <laughs> avoid mirrors. Great. I don't like a really? lot of mirrors in the house. I'm not, bi- I'm just not in super into mirrors. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And I love mirrors. Well, hashtag Leo season slash Leo season. <laughs> I think so. I, I love mirrors. I think w- women who wear makeup specifically uh, and have to, you know, do, and guys who wear makeup too, but. Uh, they are way more comfortable in front of a mirror. I, For me, it's like I don't have like a burning need to look into a mirror unless maybe I'm cleaning up the beard. But besides that, I avoid it like crazy. My problem really? is I haven't had a full-length mirror in my house in like probably six years, not out of any purpose, just out of accident. I haven't had one. And so now when I see myself in a full-length mirror, I'm like, ah! I mean, especially now because my body, <laughs> my body is a real surprise every time I look at it. But like, it's but even... <laughs> Pandora's box. <laughs> you don't know what's, what you're going to see. <laughs> but like, but even before that, like, uh, I think that a full-length mirror, like a face mirror, a bathroom mirror, you look in the bathroom mirror, don't you, when you're brushing your teeth and stuff? I mean, not really. When I'm brushing my teeth, I don't need to. to br- if it's a grooming thing, then yeah. If it's hair, I mean, definitely uh-huh. I'm not afraid of mirrors. I think that's on another level. Um, uh, but I definitely just, and I do actually think it's from tripping. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. I still am scared <laughs> of the bathroom whenever I am tripping on anything. I just won't. I, I'll, I'll do any. I'd rather pee outside. And go into the bathroom if I'm tripping. See, I'm trying to make it a point to be naked in front of the mirror a little uh, bit more. That because I find that I definitely, that's a brain problem yeah. for yeah. me. That I'm just like, I should I should look at it. I need to look at myself. I need to see what's happening. That's I a great too. idea. Re- I had a rude awakening this past week. I like actually did that. I like looked at my full naked body in the mirror and I was just like... Woo, that is not what I thought I'd see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your perception is not what uh, this is what I this is what I want for the future by the way. This is what a future idea I had. I'm going to lay it out for you guys, okay? I want there to be at some point for when we get Google Glass or the real AR shit, those glasses where you can like switch a camera angle and a camera that third person views me from like above like a video game and I want to be able to switch from first person to third person to seeing how other people Ooh. see you and just view life in a different way because I'm like it's so lame that all we get in our day to day is this first is person front. view uh-huh. yeah. of of ourselves and everything around us and, and I'll, how, mm-hmm. I'll bet you would see yourself more generously if you yeah. saw yourself from a third person Probably from above yeah you're like too, okay you know? I'm not as bad yeah yeah <laughs> but for some reason it hit me like I just saw like a uh, I don't know I just I don't know what's going on I'm working out like crazy I'm just getting older it's, it's just, just so different. much more. We're getting old. That's, yeah, it's life, it's, man. We're, you're, yeah, your body changes, and then you don't look in a mirror for six years, and I then saw, you look in a mirror, and you're like, oh. I saw a fold that I was like, didn't, I was not cool with. Uh-huh. So we're working on it. The folds are scary sometimes. That's all right. <laughs> you're we're a work in progress. It. Motivation, that's fine. I'm going to do it. I I'm think gonna... that it's great, Jackie. I think that the project of saying I will, I'm going to do this, and yeah. I'm going to do it from a place of love is a very good thing yes. to do yeah that's great and i do it when i'm alone and i just like look i'm like okay that's where i'm at that's yeah. great good good yeah i'm gonna start doing that too actually because right. i think that's yeah. what i need to do because that's why i got that rude awakening because i don't think i've just 
never look at it. Yeah. I just don't look at it. And, and it's and not unlovable, but I just don't look at it, so I have a skewed perception of what my body looks like. And I think it takes practice to look in the mirror and be prepared to love what you see. Yeah. You know? Yes. And now Nick Cage depends on what he loves, what he's He definitely eating. loves what he sees when he, he looks in the mirror. He <laughs> Even though he looks in the mirror and he's like, yeah. Hey, I am mummy. Nick Cage picks which animals to eat depending on how they have sex. He says, I love all animals, and I actually choose the way I eat according to the way animals have sex. I think fish are very dignified with sex. So are birds. Uh. But pigs, not so much. So I don't eat pig meat or things like that. I eat fish and fowl. But, like, uh. is pig fucking that, like, is it that fucking... I want to be like Nick Cage. You don't need to say anything to make yourself more interesting. You're already Nick Cage. That's just something You're Nick that, Cage. That's something that somebody says to be like, here is my interesting thing. That seems kind of kind of. You don't eat red meat. You don't eat pork. That's not yeah, that. Yeah, just say that. You, know? you don't have to make it. That's fine. He's it. trying to make. He's trying to be. He's trying to out Nick Cage himself with right. this. I find it a little bit tiresome. God, I would love to see two Nick Cages in a room together. <laughs> and just what would come out of just that? Just face off but with know. Nick Cage. Just two Nick Cages. Trying oh my to God, I'd watch the hell out of it. Yeah. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. Just trying to out be the the same person. I also kind of feel like it's almost James McAvoy trying to out James McAvoy himself because I do love James McAvoy very much, but it is definitely the word on the street that he's an odd duck. I think he's very talented. I think he's very attractive. This is insane, what you're about to say. So he picked up an unusual habit from his grandmother. He says, on the first of every month, I have to say white rabbit to the first person I see. My grandmother (laughs) taught me that. It's good luck to say it. What the fuck? Is what? that so you okay? So it's good luck to freak a white person rabbit. out once. What <laughs> rabbit? It's good luck to freak someone out once a month because, like, nothing would freak me out more than, like, okay, let's say I get really high, I go to the bidet guy, I go, oh my god, that's fucking James McAvoy. And he just turns to me and he's just like, white rabbits. And I'm just like, oh, I would freeze. Ah, what does it mean? Was his grandma like a witch or was she like from like an <laughs> Well, old that's what it makes me think of thinner. Like, it's like, I feel like it's gonna like Stephen King thinner me, or it's like, what does that mean, white rabbit? What do you mean? I feel like it would fuck me up for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Especially if James McAvoy is the one who says it to you. Yeah, just like, that's it? That's I mean, it doesn't say that that's all he has to say. It just has to be the first person he says. But, like, usually the first person I see in a day is the person I get my coffee from. And then I would just look at someone that's just trying to go about their day, and I just go, White Rabbit! Also, like, you got to really be on top of when it's the first of the month. I often don't realize it's the first of the month until it's the second or third, and I realize i got to pay rent. Yes, I forget. I never know what date it is. But that's, you know, these are the weird habits that celebrities can have. <laughs> Uh-oh. Everything's <laughs> growing dark, and I think I'm going... Blind items. There you go. Can't and we see, see them. Him. <laughs> I can't remember what our... I can't remember what we landed on. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. It's going All dark. All right. I have to do blind items. All right. This is what it is. It's going dark. I think I'm going blind. And then I say items. I, you and then say you guys items. say I, we can't see them. Right? Okay, right, we let's can't try see again. Them. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. Oh, no. It's, it's getting lot. so dark. I think I'm going <laughs> blind. blind items. We, we can't, can't see them. <laughs> I just love.
of it too because Molly's about to go on maternity leave. We're having Natalie come in for the next three months. Yeah. And I think I, I'm excited to see how she struggles with this as well. Yeah, you got to coach her. Good opportunity. Yep, we're going to have to coach her. Uh, this A-plus list rapper filed paperwork to form a tax-exempt organization. I think he thinks he is going to funnel everything through this thing and have all his income declared as religious activity. Kanye. Absolutely, but I still have to oh, do it. Oh, what? what? This thing is growing, guys. Kanye and his what? Sunday service church. It was brought... He brought his service to quote unquote the public. It was like a closed thing, but he took it to this California worship center last Sunday. So now it's like in an actual church. Gwen Stefani was in attendance. It's just getting bigger and bigger and more and more church like. It's definitely centered around worshiping Christ. So I don't know if he's going to try to create his own sect of Christianity or what's <laughs> happening, but it definitely looks like he may be, I don't know, pulling some craziness here with actually going full fledged religion with this project i don't even know guys i will say it like i (laughs) it reminds me of like when but to a way crazier scale but like when dylan bob dylan went through his like gospel phase yeah every a lot of these auteur musicians go through their super religious uh phase and this may be just a phase but that it's growing is freaking me out jackie what do you think I'm scared of it. I'm scared of all of it. I'm absolutely terrified. And not because of religion. I think that religion is beautiful. It is not for me. But I, I do find that faith is a beautiful thing. I just don't I don't know about the using the status of being a celebrity to I don't want to use the word hoodwink because I think that faith and religion are two very different things, personally. I just, I'm scared of it. What's your favorite religion, and which one do you think is your least favorite? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I was raised I was raised both Catholic and Unitarian. You know? Oh. I've got a lot. I know a lot about different religions. I was, you know, I was raised Unitarian. I didn't know you were raised yeah. partially Unitarian. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did both of it because my mom wanted us to learn about all the different religions so that we could choose for ourselves. And I appreciate. That. I was like a Hindu, like uh, evil god in our uh, holiday pageant, <laughs> which was super fun. I almost converted to Judaism when I was fourteen years old. Interesting. And my mom was very uh, pro it, uh, but turns out it takes a lot. It takes so. Much, <laughs> it, it takes a lot. I'm currently my co-host of Wizard and the Bruiser. Him and his lady, they're sort of doing that right now, and it is just sounds almost exhausting as being thick with child. Molly, what do you think about this? I looked into converting to Judaism before my first kid was born so that she could officially be Jewish instead oh. of just unofficially because oh. her dad is Jewish, but I'm not. And uh, it do- it was about a 20-week class, and I did not do it on time. <laughs> so I have so yet much. to convert to Judaism. Um, and I also, of course, need would need to decide whether I – uh, believe and you know I'm into it enough to to do so. What have you been too busy rearing and having children? <laughs> Molly, take the classes. You've got time. Well, I've always liked learning about religion. Like I was in a choir when I was a kid that would sing at all the different churches in town. So I feel like I got a little tasting menu of all of them, and I always liked That's it. That's great. And I've always liked Kanye's use of religious imagery in his songs. Sure. Like I feel yeah. he definitely thinks he's Jesus. He's got a spiritual sort of situation. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like it's been a while where he's had an obsession with being a kind of Christ-like figure, but he does it so well lyrically that it's never bothered me because I've right. always thought it was beautiful. But this is an escalation. <laughs> yes, that's it. Because then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, taxes, eh? Uh-huh. <laughs> you want one more? Yeah. Uh, don't believe the hype. This A-list, mostly movie actor who is an Oscar winner nominee 
and just as good at stand-up comedy as acting isn't cheating on the B-list actress, all of you know, because the actress and actor are no longer together. B movie or B I'm sorry B list actress I think she's mostly TV actually did some film and this uh, mostly movie actor A list stand up comedian as well it's not Jim Carrey it's not Jim Carrey huh who's a stand up comedian and an A list actor who is dating who won an Oscar who won an Oscar not yeah. just an Oscar nominee no who won an Oscar recently and this B list actress her like last big relationship was pretty crazy with the the guy. Um, kind of a religion situation there that was weird. Oh, are we talking about Katy Perry and Jamie Foxx? No. Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, not Katy Perry. Wait, he does... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget all about Jamie Foxx's fucking comedy career. Isn't that yeah, insane? Yeah, isn't that so I weird? Just, like, I just so see him as Ray, an actor, like an yeah. A-list actor now that that's really crazy. 100%, yeah. but he was like really, he had a huge, he was great at stand-up until he, he made the switch. Jamie Foxx was spotted out in L.A. this past weekend with a pretty up-and-coming singer. Katie Holmes was spotted out on her own with a big smile on her face that same weekend in New York City, not seeming to be very shooken up about so any this, of it. This whole relationship, though, was like super low key, right? Uh-huh. Like a I bunch of people so. were very surprised. It was, but everyone knew it was happening, but uh-huh. they just didn't want to deal with it with the paparazzi, which I think is now, of course, no matter what, whether you want to or not, it, everybody knows. It seems like it happened a little bit ago. Though. Yeah, and the pretty singer, like the pictures of the two of them, it very much looks like they're on it dates, like different. They're like jet skiing together. They're like getting all dressed up and going to the club. Like it looks like it's not just like him cultivating a singer's career. He's also like yeah. really dating her. I'm not sure how to pronounce the name of her. It's like Cella Vabe or something. Uh, yeah, I like, didn't even write it down because it wasn't Yeah, like, Cella Vabe, I believe. It, yeah. It's pronou- It's spelled S-E-L-A space V-A-V-E. So mm-hmm. I f- my first reaction to this realizing slash remembering that they were in a relationship is that I'm very happy for Katie Holmes. I feel like that's a major upgrade from Tom Cruise and I'm I hope that she's out of the clutches of the, you know, the people who've been trying to really rein her in. God, I feel like if I was a celebrity, the the problem is, is that no other person truly understands you but another celebrity. But I feel like if I was a celebrity, the last thing I would want to do is like be in a power couple situation just because you're paparazzi status just gets elevated fucking immediately especially if you're katie holmes and you're trying to just like not have tom cruise live your life yeah yeah and then another like giant superstar it's got i mean that's just got to be so stressful but jamie fox is a dreamboat Sure. So yes. Oh, point, yeah, point yes. counter. No, I get it. I Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining <laughs> us this week, and also Molly, about to be a mother of two. We love you. We're gonna miss you so fucking much. I'm gonna miss you guys too, and I'm gonna try to be back as soon as I can, maybe with the baby strapped to me like Yay! last time, and you can have some little gurgles uh, until the baby gets too outspoken, like my you know, current child. Uh, yes. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to be back as soon as I can, and I, uh, I I hope that you guys have a lot of fun in my absence. We oh won't. I'm not going to have any fun without you here. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Don't I, leave me with him. I already want to apologize in advance. The new T-Swift album comes out in two days, and I will have a word about it, I'm sure. I'm this sure is going to become a T-Swift will. and a Duggar podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it certainly is, because the one, my sister-in-law, Natalie Jean, will be <laughs> joining us for the next uh, couple months while Molly is having a baby. 
baby. And uh, yeah, we've got lots of reality shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I watched that first Duggar documentary, the four when they only had fourteen. That's my I yikes. I have taken the plunge. <laughs> yeah, if, if, yikes! If you want to shoot me over whatever Natalie recommends, I should watch Duggar wise before our next episode. I will happily. Uh, take a look I'm now very morbidly curious after the obsessions that have happened and after my re uh, engagement to reality television reality 90 television. day fiance b- before the 90 days which I finally finished so I crave <laughs> more disasters <laughs> Welcome back. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me at Jack That Worm on Instagram. I'm Molly Neffel, and I'm MJKLCat. And I am Holden McNeely. You can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Ho. Every Friday night we do Jackanese with Jackie. It's always a party. And please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. We've got some big changes coming content-wise. We're very excited about what we're putting out there, and we want you to give it a taste Give it a look, give it a listen, and hey, always remember, I can't think of a tagline to finish my Patreon no, promotion. Live, so, laugh, love, learn. Live, live, laugh, love, love, learn. The four L's of truth from the four noble truths of Buddhism. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.